Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where I reveal the power of your heart to create leadership impact and cultivate confidence for the life you want. I'm your host, Glyn Bailey, and as a corporate finance leader, executive coach, entrepreneur, and author, I know all too well the challenges that prevent female leaders from claiming their seat at the table. In this podcast, I talk all things to do with self-leadership, sharing stories, insights, and guidance on how to ultimately get out of your own way to live a life in alignment with who you are. When you begin to see the impact that you can have, no matter where you are starting on your journey, life becomes one huge adventure. I'm so excited that you are sharing your journey to Unstoppable with me. So let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to podcast episode 27. It's Sunday the 2nd of May and it's been a lovely sunny afternoon in Sydney. It's been five weeks since or so since I last recorded my last podcast and I felt called today to record this podcast to share a little bit about what's been going on in my world. In the last podcast that I recorded I shared that I'd lost a family member to suicide And I guess the news has played on my mind a fair amount and it has certainly served as a wake-up call. These last few weeks, aside from serving my existing coaching and consulting clients, I've been taking a break away from my business. I've put a pause on doing my podcast, my social media activity, writing any blogs or articles, and I also pushed back the launch of my second intake into my Unstoppable Woman eight-week programme. I guess I realised that being unstoppable means sometimes you have to stop. And I want to talk about why and what happened. Reflecting on the news of my family's loss, I guess I started to pay attention to what my own life was looking like and asking myself how I was feeling and if I was okay. What I realised was that I was absolutely exhausted. Since starting my business three years ago, I've barely had a day when I haven't thought about work. In my corporate career, I know I'd easily switch off in the evenings and weekends, but I've not really managed to do the same with my own business. With COVID taking the wind out of my sails last year, I know I had to work really hard to keep myself focused on the business even more. I realised as I'd taken time to reflect that I'd got myself through last year by putting all of my energy into my business and staying connected to the big vision goals I had for myself which were all around writing and publishing two books and developing my online programme. I guess focusing on work has also stopped me from spending time thinking about how much I miss my family and how hard it is not knowing when I can see or hug them again. My body has definitely been telling me for over a year now that I've been putting it under immense stress because my hair has been falling out and breaking so much that I'm actually surprised that I have any left on my head. As I stop to think about what my family in the UK is going through, I find myself finally acknowledging my own truth, that I was feeling incredibly and utterly fatigued, that the cognitive load that I felt I was carrying was huge. The brain fog never seemed to lift and my attention has certainly been scattered. I was trying to focus on too many different areas in my business and not feeling like I was being fully effective in any single one of them. My efficiency and productivity levels had certainly dropped and it was taking me so much longer to get anything done. 
I had to question why it was that I was doing what I was doing and if this was the life I really wanted to be living. I think being in survival mode for most of last year I'd lost sight of the bigger picture of the life I was trying to create. I noticed that I'd started to feel like a fraud because I was coaching clients on how to take care of themselves and how to find the energy for what they loved, yet I felt exhausted myself. I was burning myself out by working longer, doing more hours, but my effectiveness was diminishing and I felt no matter how much more I did, I wasn't really getting any closer to where I wanted to be. I was losing my joy for my own work. And with integrity being one of my core values, I knew I couldn't really hold space for my clients without filling my own cup first. I'd emptied it somewhere along the way and by taking the time for myself these last few weeks I focused on giving myself some space to be able to think a little bit more clearly and make sense of what's been going on for me. I've spent time over the last few weeks trying to figure out what actually happened and how given all of the inner work that I do that I still got to the point where I was essentially burned out. I talk about self-care and energy management so how the hell did I get to the point where I felt completely and utterly drained? And I knew I had to stop because I could sense my body and mind were going to give up on me if I didn't. So how did I let myself get so far? I realised that I'd ultimately lost sight of the life I was trying to create. The life that I wanted was one of joy. I wanted a life of freedom and I wanted a life of love and connection. But what I was doing was doing the complete opposite. Focusing solely on work, doing more and more and more and not really getting the desired results that I wanted because my effectiveness and my efficiency was diminishing. I asked myself the same questions that I ask coaching clients. What would success be on the other side of? And I knew the answer because I've asked myself this question many times. I know my success would be on the other side of a loving family and friendship and deep and meaningful relationships. I have a deep desire to be in a loving and romantic relationship to have a family of my own and to be amongst friends and family and feel really connected. What's my reality currently look like? Well, I'm divorced and I'm single and I'm living on the other side of the world from my family and I don't know when I'll see them next. I recognise now that my coping mechanism for 2020 and my survival approach was to give 100% of my focus to my business and helping other women live their truth and be unstoppable but somewhere along that journey last year I inadvertently lost sight of my own truth or lost sight of what actually mattered to me in life and the truth is when I get to the end of my life I want it to have been about having deep relationships having true friendships and having people around me that you can count on no matter what I want to know that I love deeply with all of my heart and that I too was loved. I want simplicity and to feel content knowing that I gave my heart to showing up as the best version of myself in service to my family, my friends and to the people I work with. I guess over the last few months I felt like I'd lost sight of that because I was spending all of my time working and not looking at the bigger picture of the life that I wanted. I got caught up in the trap of shudding all over myself about all of the things that I needed to achieve. Mainly, I think, so that I could still feel accomplished when 
what I really wanted in life still eluded me. I shuddered over myself about launching my second intake of my online programme. I shuddered all over myself about recording my podcast each week. I shuddered all over myself about writing more and more articles and getting my systems and processes sorted. Everything I had on my to-do list was all about I should do this, I should do that, I should do this. And being caught up with shudding all over myself, I'd ended up giving up my self-care rituals and started focusing on my to-do list, which was ultimately never-ending. I guess in some way I was trying to make the life that I'm living now feel like it's worth it in some way, so that I can be okay with still being single and not having a family of my own by succeeding in my business. I guess it's a way I could numb the pain of not being able to see my family in the UK by throwing myself into work. There's also a huge part of me that fears the shame of not succeeding. I left my corporate life to follow my dreams and there's this definite deep fear that I feel the shame of not making it work. But I know this is all my ego. I've lost sight of what really makes my heart sing, which is living my own truth. My truth is about living a life that I'm proud of, where I've got deep friendships, connections and love around me, where I feel connected to the people around me in a meaningful way. And I get such joy from working with people and hearing their dreams and seeing them conquer their fears. I know I'd lost sight of why I'd started my business and the passion I had for it for when I first set out. I felt like I was always in hustle mode all the time and exhausted from trying to do everything myself. Through COVID last year, I know I did a lot of pro bono work, holding weekly sessions for women to connect and find their way through their fears, their heartbreak, to navigate them towards a future that they could feel hopeful about. And since September last year, I've been jumping on my Facebook group doing Monday Lives to share guidance and inspiration for the week ahead. But no matter how hard I tried to engage my Facebook community showing up every single week, 98% of the time I would get zero responses or feedback. It drained my cup so much and I honestly felt lonelier than ever. I know as a generation we're busier than any other generation that has come before us, but I can't see how being busy fills our love and connection cup. I guess I knew in some way I was seeking to create connection for myself and others through building a community. And as a solopreneur, it's a lonely journey and I felt that I'd failed and drained my own cup in the process. It's hard to admit openly and honestly that the journey of entrepreneurship isn't easy and that as a business owner, it's highly isolating. My family and friendships and the people that have my corner are the things that matter most and my closest, nearest and dearest aren't even accessible to me. I can't go home and have my love and connection cup refilled when I'm in need. I can't get a hug when I need one. I think what I've learned through this is that sometimes in order to be unstoppable, the hardest thing to do is to actually stop. I recognise in some way that I've been addicted to my work as a way of numbing myself and reducing the time I spent looking at what was still absent in my life. I was exhausted and the mental fatigue I was feeling was nothing like I'd felt before, but in some way I was still being fed by a need to make something of my life, to make my life count, for my life to be worth something. 
I'm sharing this because in these last five weeks, taking time to pause, I've been able to see things more clearly. I've been able to see that my life will always matter, even if I fail. Even if I don't succeed, my worth won't be diminished. These last few weeks, I've been focusing on taking time for my self-care, reading books for fun, watching Netflix, and spending time with friends and being out in nature. I've been able to give my focus and my energy to consulting and coaching clients without being distracted, and I've restored my own integrity by practicing what I preach. I've slowed down, and in doing so, I'm hearing my own inner guidance more clearly. I've learned that by stopping, I've created space to actually see what I've had the desire to do and to reconnect to my passion. I've learned that it's okay to change your mind and that it's okay to change your goals and it's okay to stop if it's not working for you. Sometimes being unstoppable does mean stopping and you have to choose what brings you the greatest joy and find that joy in each and every day. I've learned that I have to keep an eye on the life that I want to live rather than the one that my environment dictates. We live ultimately in a capitalist world and our success measures in society are all about achievement and financial success. The life I actually want to live is much simpler. It's about everyday connection, it's about reading a book, it's about enjoying the small moments and recognising that the small things for me are actually the big things. I've realised I've found joy in just being and it's been interesting because in the last five weeks of stopping doing all the things I've previously told myself I should do, I've been able to live with more peace in my heart. I focused on the enjoyment of my life instead of achievement and I feel so much more connected to myself having had the time out. In slowing down, my inner guidance has reminded me of what I really love and that's being happy, being myself, teaching people to live their truth and only doing so by living my own. I think it's been a powerful shift for me to be able to come back to myself and recognise what really matters to me. Sometimes being honest with yourself is the hardest part. I know living my truth requires me to give myself fully and authentically to the life I want to live and being okay with it being messy and imperfect. All I know is that I want to live a life in alignment with myself and allowing myself to feel into what that means for me these last few weeks has been really freeing. My design for my life is simply choosing to do more of what brings me joy. It's choosing what makes my heart smile. It's slowing down. It's having time to smell the roses. It's being okay with not being okay. And also stopping when I recognise that I'm not okay. It's also about asking myself one question at the end of each day. Am I a better person today than I was yesterday? What's been nice to observe is that I do feel like I've been getting better each day not because of my accomplishments or because of any accomplishments, but because my mind is clearer and my heart feels fuller and I've been feeling more at peace. I felt liberated, I felt energised, again by life, by nature, just by being and not doing. I've let go of so many expectations that I've been putting on myself to be successful in the way I believe society measures success. And I've actually found more happiness in the simplicity of my life in recent weeks. I've just surrendered to the fact that I'm living a very blessed life and it would be a huge shame if I didn't see how amazing life is right now. If I'm always looking to achieve the next thing, I'm missing this present moment right now. I really do 
still love my work deeply, but I've also found my get my love again for my whole of my life. And I'm ready to start being more and doing less. I know I'd filled all of my available boxes with work and even though I do so much personal growth work myself, I'd lost perspective on the life that I was trying to create. It's so easy to lose sight of what matters. But I am grateful for the perspective I've gained on my life through losing a family member. I'm grateful for my body giving me signs through my hair falling out, telling me that I needed to stop. I'm grateful for the mental fatigue and the brain fog because again it was telling me that I needed to stop. I'm grateful for the tiredness and the exhaustion because it was telling me I needed to stop. And in doing so I feel so much more connected to myself than I have been in ages. I'm excited for what may come next now that I have my perspective reset. I know that when it comes to living an authentic life, part of that authenticity will be continuing to accept the fact that life is uncertain, messy, that it's not perfect, that it's not polished and that I won't have everything figured out and that I'll make mistakes and that it'll be okay. But I am better than I was yesterday and if I keep answering that question each and every day then the incremental steps that I take will move my life and my energy and my impact in a direction that I can be proud of and one that I can be at peace with. My purpose is definitely to live my truth and if I allow myself to live my truth then it means accepting and embracing everything that's completely not perfect in my life and sharing it. I hope that it gives you permission to be messy, imperfect, to get it wrong, to lose perspective, to fail to not have everything figured out because that's what life is about. I really hope you found this episode of value. I hope it's prompted you to think differently about your world and ask yourself whether or not you're in alignment with the journey that you want to be taking or whether or not you've detoured and veered off track. I think I definitely veered off track and I'm glad I've allowed myself to stop, to recalibrate, to understand where I'm going next. And we'll see we'll see where it takes me, who knows what's next, but all I know is that I'm much more at peace and I'm feeling excited about what I do with this extra clarity and certainty about who I am and who I want to be. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Unstoppable Woman podcast. The path to the future you want leads from your heart. If you got value from this podcast, please leave a review and share it with another woman who you know would benefit from it too. We need more women claiming their seats at the table. Until next time, live your truth and be unstoppable.